What's up, everyone? Welcome to Dogs Down South. Got my little music going tonight. Let you guys just chant it out for a little while. Yes, sir. Welcome, 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 everyone. Happy to be with you on a Wednesday night tonight um, on Dogs Down South. We're in January, so... Uh, you know, it's not that time of the year where football is going on, but this day and age in college football, there's always something to talk about between NIL, uh, portal stuff going on, coaches changing, you name it, it's going on. It's not just me tonight. I'm not flying solo. I got some cooler people than me I'm going to bring in right now. I got Mr. Bobby Riles. I got Fish with me tonight. What's going on, Bobby? How are you, man? I'm good, my brother. How are you? I am great. It's good to have you tonight, man. Fish, how about yourself? How are you, man? Good, man. Good. Dude, I I like this man because it, it keeps me it keeps me pumped about Georgia football, even though we're not seeing any Saturday football right now. Uh it just keeps me pumped up. So much to talk about. I get to talk about it with you guys who are uh man, the 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 cool thing is is we go at it week in and week out on Facebook. I read all your comments. We go way back. Bobby, obviously, we played some baseball together. Uh, Fish, we played some baseball together. You know, the correlation between all three of us is, and Bobby, I told this story the other night, was when when I played for the Crawdads, um, I went and filled in for the 18 under Travelers back when you played the first year of the Travelers, man, when you played center field. And we went, I think we went to like Wayne County or something, man. And I went. And literally, I was like the twelfth man, whatnot. I mean, I knew I was gonna, you know, just be there if I need a pitch hit here, or there, or, or whatnot. We go, man. We win the region title, all this other stuff, and I come back and, and fish is back there, man. And he gives me a phone call and he says, "You do realize, man, that you just got us kicked out of the, of the tournament, on the team <laughs> I was playing for all summer long." And I was like, "What?" And so, mm-hmm. dude, I literally got them uh, disqualified. So let's just uh, put it this way, man. Between fish and Grant Adams and all them. They were super pissed at me, dude. So yeah, this is the correlation right. between all three of us, man. That's crazy. Yeah, that's funny. But yeah. uh, anyways, dude, so much to talk about. But let's let's start right out tonight with, um, I mean, I think it would be no better than to start out with some Alabama mess. Um, and I call it mess because, um, you know, it, Alabama loves to sit there and just when it's going their way, man, they love to sit there and just gloat about it. And I see that their chats and everything like that that are fired up and everything about what's going on with them. But man, you let it go downhill. You let, you let Nick Saban retire and bro, you see the real Alabama going on. Bobby, what you think, man, what you think about Alabama right now? Man, I got a ton of Alabama buddies and a a lot of them have disappeared the past few days uh, with social media. Uh, And the ones that are there are really spinning this thing to, um, to be as positive as they can, right? Like trying to say that these are good hires and all this stuff. And um, probably Nobody the same knows. thing we'd be doing as Georgia fans, to be honest. You know, yeah. uh, we'd be looking for the light at the end of the tunnel and the, and the bright spot in the darkness. But, uh, you know, for when this happens, right? Like you've, mm-hmm. you've been, in your eyes, the top team forever. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, like we've been trashed for 40 years before we won a natty, which was not the case. 
Um, right. But when you when you've been on top and you've done as much talking as mm-hmm. as that fan base has, then hey, legit, oh, yeah. you have room to say stuff, right? Um, you win games, that's what happens. Um, yep. But there's always, always humility. Always seems to find a way to slide its foot through the door, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm, here it is. Mm-hmm. Here it is, and it's a, you know, for the rest of the, the football world, it's a great thing to see. For them, it's the, the end of an era, and they don't know what's happening anymore. So, right, right, fish. What you think's going on with Alabama right now, man? What are you hearing on your side that they get the camp? Crickets. Crickets. <laughs> Crickets. <laughs> Dude, they worry a lot man. of anything, really. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, are. they have a reason to be too. I mean, it's you gonna know, feel weird with no saving. And like, you know, I know this is NFL, but like Belichick retired, you know. I mean, I know he's probably mm-hmm. gonna coach somewhere else, I guess, but you know, he's not with the Patriots anymore. Pete Carroll retired right. or right. doesn't right. end up coaching for the Seahawks anymore. Right. It's a weird feeling. Football's gonna be weird. It is, man. It's surreal. Um you know, I was thinking the other day when I was, you know, this is a, you know, it's a weird time. You almost wish, and I'm, I'm sure Nick Saban looks back and goes, I probably should have retired three years ago before all this portal mess, because at least, you know, at least Alabama wouldn't have lost its entire, you know, I don't know uh, who's, who's to know what will end up of Alabama's roster, but at least they would know they wouldn't just lose their, they're not losing their coach and half yeah. of their staff, all of their staff. They're also losing a lot of key players, and there's still talk of lose, losing a lot of key players. Um, there's all there's already mass exodus from just, and they're saying it, man. They're literally saying it. Um, they're saying, you know, uh, Nick Saban is is the reason why. Um, interesting news the other day is um, Isaiah Bond, uh, our, our man who who caught the pass that. I mean, if that pass isn't caught at Auburn, man. Uh, oh man, we can say so many things. Obviously, we can't make excuses. We're not going to be those Georgia fans tonight. But uh, but Isaiah Bond <laughs> catches that pass. He does a lot of good things the entire year. But he definitely is the receiver that was coming back with the most to 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 help Alabama this year. And um, yeah. I heard he was he was riding around in a new Lamborghini in uh, Austin, Texas. Man, so he obviously he's at Texas. And um, I heard on another podcast, man, that he was very proud of the Lamborghini that they gave him. You know, I, I, I think that um, in in the world of pay to play, and that's what NIL is, right? Um, you you got to get these guys and 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 buy them a lot of times. Um, Texas coming to the SEC gives them a big boost, but I mean, like when you think about uh, schools that have very very deep coffers, right? Oil checkbooks. Mm-hmm. Oil money. I mean, it's 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 them, right? It's Texas. <laughs> so they're going to benefit. They're going to do really well uh, in the NIL market. So. Oh yeah, makes sense. Everything's bigger in Texas, right? Yeah. Even, like. even their even their pockets, right? That's yeah. what they say. You know, I like Sarkeesian, man. And and you look at this coaching tree out there from Alabama, and you. And it's funny to say you everybody that you thought was in it. I mean, me and Fish did a show, um, which by the way. I didn't have any inside scoop or anything. Kalen DeBoer is obviously the coach there. <clears throat> I thought it might happen, but you look at that tree, man. Everybody from from Dabo Sweeney, which is a, which is a, an Alabama guy, to Sarkeesian, which you know Saban just just kind of re you know re upped his coaching you know status when he was a uh, I mean 
this isn't a podcast about bashing, but you know, he went crazily enough. He was at Washington, the guys. Do you remember this? Sarkeesian, Washington, USC, yeah. all those things. So, oh, so yeah. revitalize that. Obviously, you know, there's so many names that were on there. Norvell, who was, who apparently was their top pick. I don't know how that. I don't know how that lands out. And then Lane Kiffin, obviously, over at Ole Miss. So, so many people from the Saban coaching tree. Um, and so, it all landed down to Kalen DeBoer. And so, obviously, let's let's slide that direction. Uh, Kalen DeBoer ends up being the hire from Washington. Do you guys think – let's start with you, Fish. Do you guys think that Kalen DeBoer is a safe – Fish, you think it's a safe hire? Uh, yeah. I mean, he was a name. You know, yeah. not a not a big, huge name, but like I said, like a, you know, somebody just getting established, you know, just starting to establish himself, you know, with a good reputation, being a good coach. Right. And I think it was a safe hire, at least maybe for, you know, well, this year, I think this season, this next season, they'll still be really competitive and really good and towards the top because of just, you know, the players they'll still have, you know, that were recruited by Saban. But then. Yeah. The, the next year, I think, we'll really see, especially with the, you know, the portal and NIL and all that stuff. You know, players are free to go and come as they please. You know, exactly. so we'll really see what they're made of or what he's made of in year two, I believe. Year one will probably not look much different than it would if Sabian was still there. Right, right. Bobby, what do you think, man? man I think uh, you got to look at what's available um, and, and who wants to come to the program. We got to, right, let's be honest. Sabin, right? At this point, greatest of all time. He's the GOAT, right? Mm -hmm. um, so that next guy that is going to come in there, he's probably a two-, three-year guy. Right. I mean, just, just being honest, um, this could be a situation with DeBoer, though. I mean, he's mm -hmm. one. He's everywhere he's been. Right. But he hasn't been in the SEC. And, and <laughs> it's just a, a different – it's a different ball game. It's a different level of recruit recruiting. And now you take recruiting and you throw NIL transfer portal in on top of that. And it makes his job even more difficult. Yeah. Um, the guy comes in and I feel like people don't really even give him a chance and they exit. Right. Uh, because he, and, and for no other reason than the fact that he's not Nick Saban. Right, um, right. And so it's really, I think it's going to be a very tough road for him. For <laughs> If he's there three years, like I, I would count that as success. I would look for a uh, knock it out of the park hire when he, when they get rid of him. Um, not saying he's not going to be successful, but, I mean, it's difficult, man. Expectations are always going to be through the roof. That's why you see Bama fans going crazy now, right? Like they're not used to this. They're not used to, to not being one of the top dogs. And unless they can get some ties to some heavy recruiting, yeah. um, I just don't see it happening. I could be yeah. wrong, right? I could be wrong because DeBoer is a great coach, right? Um, but and He'll probably get some heavy he, endorsement from Saban too as far as yeah, recruiting right. goes. Well, but and that's the thing, man. You would have thought with that endorsement from Saban, a lot of these guys wouldn't have walked out the back door, True. right? So, how much does that really uh, do for him, right? right? Like yeah. he, um, the bottom of the line, he's not Saban, right? Oh, right. And he's right. he's probably the the best available that was willing to come and step yeah. into some very big shoes. Yeah. Uh, we'll see how he does, man. Yeah. I, I think, um, man, it, interesting comments from both of you guys. I, I'm hearing, 
I'm hearing that you think this was definitely a safe hire. This is not who they wanted. Um, I I think they wanted a Sark, a Dabo, um, even a Norville, um, maybe maybe a Lane. But I think this was a safe hire. So you guys are thinking maybe this is like this is the rebuilding. This is it right here. Like this is the rebuilding of Alabama. Like Alabama Falls now, right? Because here's my thing, and there's two things that that stuck out to me with all this is number one. Do you know who Mr. DeBoer gets for his first SEC game as a head coach? Who? Kentucky, isn't it? No, you no, get Georgia, Georgia plays Kentucky. You get Georgia, man, at home, yep. bro. So it's like, okay, uh, welcome to the SEC, you know, Kalen DeBoer. Um, so oh, that's the right. State, that's at the end of September. That's yeah, right. man. First, first, first SEC game for Alabama is at home against Georgia. So uh, welcome all to right. the no, SEC. No, pr- no pressure. No pressure. No pressure at all. Here's the second thing. <laughs> Um, the second thing is Saban. So the things I heard in his introductory speech was Nick Saban will have still have a lot of say in this program. He will still have the guy's still going to have an office. He's not going anywhere. Now, how weird does this get, guys? Like, no. see, I remember the old days of Spurrier, man, like when 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 Ron Zook and all these guys used to just fall flat a little bit, they'd always go. Maybe they need to give old Spurrier a call and, yeah. and just have them resurrect the offense. Uh, I'm going to let you know something, bro. Spurrier is on the golf course. He is not thinking about football. Like, I don't think Saban – I think Saban might have an office with a with something on the door, but I think Nick Saban's going to be playing golf. I think Nick Saban's going to be watching Netflix with Miss Terry uh, more, and I yeah. think that office is going to be there so that they can say that Nick Saban is still a part of this so that maybe they can get some recruiting. Yeah, yeah I'm not buying it. That was definitely fan service, I think. I agree. Like, that, it, it smelt fishy to me. Like, that man is not going to be in the building every day giving that man pointers and tips and tricks and helping yeah. him scheme for certain teams and whatnot. I don't believe, anyway. Well, I'm so. calling weird, man. I mean, even even Saban being there, even Saban being there on the front row when DeBoer was announced, man. Like, yeah, you're the ghost, man. I know, but like, why are you taking this man's spotlight? There, you know, the spotlight is not on DeBoer, man. Nick Saban is sitting front row, and there, and DeBoer is saying Nick Saban still has keys to the to the facility, man. Like he still has. As far as I'm concerned, man, uh, the the mass exodus right now in the portal says different. Um, yeah. It says they don't trust Nick Saban's going to be there. Um, it's going to be weird, man. It is very weird. It's going to be a topic that's going to be talked about all the way to spring ball. We're oh, yeah. going to look and see what the product is on the field for Alabama come spring. Um, what, game. What's that? No, I just said the A-Day game. The game. Yeah, or whatever man. they call it. Whatever they call it. Right. Well, I mean, so maybe I have they're... a take go ahead, go ahead. thing, right? So he's in there now. He's got an office, and I think that's kind of stopped the bleeding. I don't think after the first year Saban will be a part of Alabama because I think at some point, if I'm DeBoer, I come in there and I say, hey, yeah, I appreciate what you've done. And let's look at both sides of that. Nick Saban, the GOAT, going out, right? Mm-hmm. He doesn't want someone to come in and be successful after he did. Mm-hmm. Like part of that might be why he waited till the portal was closed. I'm not saying right. he's intentionally sabotaging the program, right. but um, like Saban built this, right? This is what Saban did. Um 
I think that you don't get to that level of success without having a certain amount of pride in that success and to just hand the keys of that to someone else and then experience success for something they didn't work for. Um, I think there's that issue. And then I think you've also got the issue of DeBoer coming in and being like, hey, you know, it's cool at first. Nick Saban's here. Right. But at some point, DeBoer has to say, OK, I'm making a name for DeBoer. Right. This is DeBoer's program. He's got to right. put his signature on it, right? right. Um, and so how long do you let a former coach have input? Uh, you know, I heard rumors of even at Georgia when Rick was there, that Dooley was still had his hands in a lot of things, mm. right, as right. the AD. And right. that didn't really bode well in right. a lot of circumstances. Right. I don't see it boding well here either. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree, man. It's all weird. It's very soap opera-ish. It's very, um, you know, it, there could be a, this is a net, I mean, I know you're going to see something soon. You're going to see this Netflix documentary series on, because yeah. here's, here's my thing, man. I think Nick Saban was five years too late because five years ago, man, you had your, you had your guy sitting on their staff somewhere. I mean, look at the names that have come out of there. I mean, we even forget, we, we have names that we've forgotten. You know, we, we have Mike Loxley, who's at Maryland right now, who's a – I mean, you remember the offenses of Mike Loxley at Alabama. They gave Georgia fits. I mean, Alabama has – let's just be honest. They've owned Georgia for a while as far as on the field. Um, but, you know, it ain't just been Saban. It's been, it's been so many coaches that have come in and had their footprint. I mean, he made Bill O'Brien look, look great. I mean, mm-hmm. so, so there's just a lot of things you look at. I mean, he looked great. But I would say that Bill O'Brien had some pretty good years there. I think no, he did yeah. some good things with Bryce Young. Obviously, the years those were the years that Georgia owned Alabama, um, per se. But but I even look at some of the staff that that DeBoer's putting together, and um, you know, one of the biggest things, and we can talk about this. One of the biggest things that he failed to do, and there's a backstory to it. He, you know, Traveris Robinson was a key factor in some of these guys now thinking about going into the portal because Robinson was. A lot of us remembered uh, T-Rob from uh, the Muschamp days at South Carolina, um, yeah. and he was a guy that always caught my eye when we played South Carolina. He reminded he was very um, he was very outspoken. He was very you know he's he's got the Kirby mentality. He jumps around the field a lot. He's exciting. He's in your face. Um, he was doing some incredible things at Alabama and. I think something happened, and he was supposed to be working on a contract um, with Saban, and it didn't. It fell through, and then that happens, and then DeBoer comes in. And let me just tell you, man, you talk about our coach at Georgia, Kirby Smart. Kirby Smart plays chess, man, because you would think that the first biggest thing that would happen to DeBoer with Georgia would be a player, and the first biggest chess piece that landed for Georgia with Kirby Smart and DeBoer was actually a coach. Because now you have tons of talk about, number one, what T-Rob brings to the coaching staff now. I mean, guys, how intense is our defensive coaching staff already with Schumann and Kirby? And, you know, Muschamp, he's a little bit older, but he's still got it in him. And then you're bringing, uh, you're bringing um, what's Dante's last name from USC, coaching cornerbacks? Is it Williams? The Dante yeah. Williams, yeah, yeah, gonna be the quarterbacks, quarterbacks coach. One of the one of the um, one of the top USC. Rookie, USC top rookie recruiters in the country, and you tie him together with Muschamp as an as an uh, an off the field analyst with T. Rob with Schumann with Kirby 
with my man Trey Scott. I mean, guys, go ahead. Have the floor. I mean, what in the world? The defensive staff this year is off the charts. Yeah. Yeah, I was uh, really, to me, my thought on this, like everybody's right now, the hot topic is Caleb Downs. I don't think the huge target for Kirby getting T-Rob was specifically Caleb Downs. I think that more so it was to take Bama's top recruiter away. Yep. You know, um, this dude is a solid recruiter. Mm -hmm. He's got energy. Reminds me of Charlie Strong back when Charlie Strong Mm -hmm. had really good defenses, his energy, uh, things like that. Um, But I uh, really, it was a, it was a, here's the thing. Kirby doesn't need T-Rob. Right. But Alabama did to keep mm-hmm. those connections in the South That's and keep good. that secondary together. Alabama yeah. needed him. Kirby didn't need him. Yeah. But Kirby went and got him. Yeah. Right. He will do well. I think he'll do well there. I think Kirby will Kirby will utilize him, but it wasn't a necessary piece, right. but it was a smart piece to yeah. pull him away from Alabama. And that's really what I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, Fish? Uh well, d- didn't he interview with DeBoer before he left? Like, so, why couldn't, what did DeBoer do? Like, what did he say? Like, why didn't he, you know, he had a chance to retain him, but couldn't. So Kirby, wonder why he didn't stay. Kirby in the middle of the night. So as DeBoer was coming in on a plane, Kirby was already in T-Rob's ear. And um, so T-Rob interviewed for Georgia. I think, I think he's been interviewing, uh, not on the side. I don't, I don't know if you just by mouth interview. I mean, let's just be honest. These coaches see each other a lot. Um, they talk to each other a lot. They text. They they conversate a lot. Um, and so what happened was is is once the move was made, if you remember this correctly, he was announced on Sunday morning um, as as a coach. He took the job, and then the brakes came on. And so he gave DeBoer the interview before he left. And I think it was more of just a respect thing. I think he was, he was uh, all okay. in at Georgia. I think it was yeah. just a hey. But if you think about this, and I think you guys are all trying to go this direction with me, is Kirby, the first thing that everyone said about DeBoer was he doesn't have any SEC ties. And I'll be dang, man, if Kirby didn't go, bro, I'm not even going to let you breathe in Tuscaloosa, and I'm going to take your only leg you got out from under you, and that's T-Rob. That's your SEC tie right there. That's your recruiter. And so, yeah, man, so it's just like, dang, bro, like, like Kirby is sniping. He's not just shooting. Yeah. He's sniping, dude. No, like um, like he said, it's smart. Like not necessary, maybe, but definitely smart. Like definitely long game in it because yeah. you know, assuming Truman leaves, then you know, and Muschamp stepping back, you know, right. I kind of I guess would make him the heir apparent, so to speak. No. I'm curious what kind of uh, relationships. Nick Saban built while he was there. You talk about the Saban coaching tree, right? Probably the most rooted with the most branches of any other <laughs> successful head coach, right? Ever, ever. And so how come none of those guys came running in to be a part of DeBoer's staff? Fish, right? Fish had that answer, man, a couple yeah. weeks ago, and I agree with it. Nobody wants to follow Nick Saban, bro. 
Nobody. Yeah. Well, but Nobody. as an assistant, as a as a coordinator, as whatever, right? Like I know a lot of those guys have got head coaching roles, but there are other guys that we don't talk about as much. You know, Bama right. loves to talk about Kirby being built by Bama, right? Like no. they don't say that about any of the other coaches that that were under under Saban who have taken over programs, right? Uh, they're only saying that about Kirby because Kirby's right. had success, right? But right. if it was really about Bama, wouldn't all these other programs have that same level of success? And they don't. But right. we'll leave that where that is. But but none of these other guys who maybe were analysts under Saban who are now ready for um, coordinator roles or position roles, that type of thing, you don't see these guys running into Tuscaloosa to jump on DeBoer's staff. Yeah. Like, I was looking for Butch Jones to come run. Dude, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, you see the meme about Butch? Man, Butch is like side yeah. eyeing. Like, is it yeah. me? <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. Dude. Yeah, the Satan about, rehabilitation clinic. Yes, sir. Like talking about freaking shotguns going off in Tuscaloosa when that comes out, bro. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It would, you would not want to be running through there. No. Uh, it, 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 oh, my gosh, man. I think we all agree, man, that this, um, I mean, we, we wanted, we wanted to, anytime you run into a stadium and Nick Saban is your coach, I think he did the best coaching job of his career this past year. That team that I saw, we talked about it on here. We talked about how the line play was not at the beginning of the year was not great. The defense under Kevin Steele was not the defense of old. Nick was really, really involved in that secondary. I mean, sorry, Saban was really, really involved in that secondary a lot this year. Jalen Milroy was a quarterback that literally got pulled and didn't play in a USF in the US a USF team here. And and even, you know, Fish even said it, man, we're probably a rain delay away from, from Alabama being losing that game, you know. Definitely. And so you, Heck, you yeah. look at some of the you look at some of the, the things that happened this year. <clears throat> And for them to go undefeated in the SEC, I'll just end this, this little segment with this. If Kalen DeBoer is dealt that team next year, Alabama is going to have a record that Alabama has never seen. You're going to see more crying and more Alabama fans than you've ever seen, more excuses making that being made. Kalen DeBoer. Oh, I can't wait for seven and five or eight and four. Yeah. <laughs> Barely making bowls. See ya. Yeah, I, I disagree with, with your statement, though, Ted, about okay. this being the best coaching job we ever did. Past three years in a row, when they when they analyze talent that is returning, past three years in a row, Crimson Tide, number one. Mm-hmm. Every single one of those teams the last three years, when you think you got the best team on the field, you got the best team on the field. So – my question is, why did they struggle early? And this right. is kind of what leads me to say Nick Saban was just really tired of the portal. He's tired of NIL. Like, yeah. right? So I don't think he was the Nick Saban that he's been the hungry guy, just ready to destroy everybody he steps on the field with. Because I just don't think that there was that great of a job done. Because why do you go into a season? performing the way that they did in the beginning, if you have the most talented roster in college football coming back, those two things say separate things to me. It doesn't say that he did the greatest job. 
right? Did he recover after they didn't get things done in the offseason? But the question is, why didn't they get things done correctly in the offseason? Well, I think he wasn't he wasn't able to go get what he wanted in the coaching pool either. I mean, I, I don't think Tommy Reese was his first choice for offensive coordinator. I think Kevin no, Steele was a safe hire. Um, I, I think, I mean, you look at the staff. That was part of a show last year, too. Look at the staff change for Alabama. I think maybe that's more what I meant was he had to do a lot more this year than normal. Normally, he can be what I would call the CEO of the team. And this year, he had to have his hand a little bit more in the cookie jar, doing yeah. some things. <clears throat> um, but I, I totally agree with that. Fish, what, what, do you, what do you think about that? Yeah. No. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, they struggled at the beginning. I think he definitely got more involved after that South Florida game. I, I right. think maybe he realized he needed to. Yeah. And, you know, so he got more involved. And I think that's why, you know, like Feinbaum and a couple other, you know, talking heads on TV said that, you know, this was probably his best coaching job that he's ever done. Right. You know, because it, it did seem like that. It seemed like he had to, you know, like they all of a sudden turned around. Why did they turn it around? Everybody think, you know, says or wants to believe or it is true that he actually, you know, got more involved, got more assertive, you know, made changes, you know. Yeah, I mean, who knows? I mean, I will tell you that the time will tell because um, there's a lot of chatter out there about they're not done. I mean, there's thir- guys, 30 days is an eternity for that portal to be open. A lot just of people players. sit around, make their minds up, put on their thumbs and get a lot of offers. Yeah, and, and you're watching Alabama players leave, right? So how many <clears> how many players is it going to take for Jalen Milrow to see walk out the door before he's like, hey, maybe I made the wrong you know, choice, you know? <laughs> He didn't um, start anywhere else. Did Will Rogers legitimately transfer to? I haven't heard anything legitimately. I've heard that. I've seen that it w- posted, seen but it? I, I don't know how true it is. I think he decommitted from Washington, right? Definitely decommitted. I don't know if he's officially signed with Alabama, but I will tell oh, you this. Oh, really? Much. He's coming to Alabama? Wow, I didn't hear. I that. heard that. Yeah, I That's think. That's what I think, the rumor was. Yeah. Wow. But I but but if you guys both had to, I mean, sitting here right now, like. What's a per, what's the percentage right now? Like, who's the starting quarterback at Alabama next year? Come come day one, if if Jalen Milrose there, I don't care what you say, man. Jalen Milrose is a starter. Yeah, um, even if if Will Rogers transfers in, even if Will Rogers, got to give it to Milrose, man. Yeah, right? think so. Yeah, because that'd be, a, I, that'd be a big splash. That'd be a big move for DeBoer. I think. I think DeBoer needs to make sure. Direction. I think DeBoer needs to make sure he has a quarterback next year. So you might want to get Will Rogers in case Milrose says, my boys are gone. I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. Because I'm going to tell you, there's some pieces that, I mean, I think Bond going is one thing. I think right now you still got, you know, you still got Milrose in that situation (laughs) of I'm going to be, I'm going to be Mr. Alabama right here. Right. But you still have pieces that you look at. You've seen, you've seen parts of this offensive line go other places. You've seen some wide receivers go. You've seen some second string. I mean, guys, second string Alabama, players i mean it's the same thing as georgia i mean we've seen 20 plus players turn over out of georgia's roster this year and it's like those second string players are still five-star recruits four-star recruits that are going to start next year um i mean there's big stories everywhere aj harris from you know georgia five-star going to penn state like aj harris didn't even didn't breathe the field this year hardly you know that's right um except for mapa roles so we could sit here a long time. Well, let's look at let's look at some. Um, I mean, look at some of the the hires. To me, are not even. I mean, I don't say flashy, but 
But, you know, obviously, you know, DeBoer brings his boy uh, Ryan Grubb with him, offensive coordinator from Washington. <clears throat> Washington's offense was one thing I was I was definitely impressed with when DeBoer was there. And Ryan Grubb is a huge um, deal for that. Nick Saban tried to get Ryan Grubb a couple years back, uh, and he didn't, he didn't come. Uh, I don't know much about Ryan Grubb other than seeing his offense. Um, I, I, I do. What do you guys think about, I mean, we all saw Washington. We all saw what Washington could do. Um, what do you guys think about Ryan Grubb? What do you think about bringing him over? Obviously, it's the safe bet. Um, any any comments about Grubb? How much of that was Michael Penix, and how much of that was Ryan Grubb? <clears throat> I mean, I a lot of you know he did have a generation. Well, I don't know generational talent's kind of over a stretch, but Penix is good or was good. This is probably the best season he's ever had. Penix is the best yeah. quarterback that everybody else. And that wide out. receiver room was loaded. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. You know, so he's not going to have near the arsenal when he comes <laughs> next season. Yeah. yeah, I, I think Grubb is a a good, good call, right? Um, I, I don't think the offense is going to be where you're really going to see your issue. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing, man. Like if we look at SEC in in the past five years, you've seen it transition from a, a prominent defense right like georgia a couple years ago that defense they had when they won that first inning was strong right but mm-hmm. since then like in the sec it's gone to a more pass heavy happy type mm-hmm. of league yeah, yeah right so we're throwing the ball around a lot um yeah. and that tends to to allow defenses to do a lot more so um, on the offensive side, I think Grubb will be able to scheme with whoever, right? You get to that level. Um, Washington had a good offense, um, really is going to – it's it's going to come down. It's not going to be X's and O's. It's going to be Jimmy's and Joe's. Like who can you put on the field across from the, <laughs> the team that lines up across from you? Like how does your guy stack up against him, right? Because you, you can scheme all you want to – talent you know and athletic ability is going to be super important and i just really feel like it it's all going to boil down to recruiting man like I, yeah. you can bring whoever you want in there they uh-huh. better be able to recruit uh-huh yeah yeah no you're right the rest of the higher i mean the rest of the pieces of this puzzle i mean grub is your safe bet i agree with that i mean kane womack i mean University of South Alabama head coach comes over to take that job. Jamarcus Shepard comes with, uh, I mean, we both talked pre-show. Um, Jamarcus Shepard is just a name that came over with with um, DeBoer. Uh, they returned some stuff on defense. I think this is, these were key things that needed to happen on defense. But I don't know what, I don't know what they mean because, I mean, you look at D-line, Freddie Roach, Robert Gillespie is obviously offense. And then Lindquist is a guy, is a name I heard from Buffalo, but he's not about he's not an Alabama guy. Biggest thing with all this is is the thing that Alabama is going to miss besides the players, besides um, you know the 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 tight knit staff is Nick Saban. His mind around any piece of the game plan was always what gave everyone, you know, it's the only thing in my opinion that that gave them close knit games with. With big rivalry, big big rivalry people like, you know, the, when when Auburn and Alabama, the Iron Bowl was a big rivalry back in the Cam Newton days and everything. You saw where mm-hmm. Nick Saban toted those things. Obviously, Georgia, Alabama. I mean, 
can we all just talk about how I don't want to use the right word, make this family friendly, but just how right. how good of a call it was when he took, you know, and put Tua in um in the national, you know, in I'm sorry, in the SC championship that year. And then you got the whole call when Tua comes out and then Jalen Hurts comes in and does all this stuff. And granted, those are all things that were pushed that direction because of injury. But the Tua call um, for Jalen Hurts, I mean, he can say what he wants to, man, but that guy sees that stuff in practice every single day. And he knows yeah. what could happen. And he sees what could happen. But at the end of the day, when Nick Saban's not running on that field, and we've probably given Nick Saban 36 minutes too much tonight, but <laughs> it's a different ball game. And he for Alabama, it. they have every right to be very, very concerned this year about what's going to yeah. happen. Um, I'm interested to see the spring games um, with, in all aspects, um, just the rosters. And so as we transition, uh, you know, as we look at the, the – as we go over a little bit to the good guys um, and talk a little, little bit at Transfer Portal, um, very excited um, to see some of the aspects of what George is bringing back this year. Uh, love, love, love the recruits that we landed. Um, I think uh, – the recruits that we landed was exactly what we needed in a lot of areas. Holy cow at running back. Um, I don't know if you guys watch some of the all American bowl stuff, the under armor, all American thing. Um, a lot of our, a lot of our recruits were on display, but you know, when you look at, um, when you look at rosters for next year and a lot of people are going to want to know, like, what are we going to look like? Um, obviously key things returning, uh, Warren Brinson just announced he's returning that adds to, um, Nazir Stackhouse um, coming back that gives some depth it doesn't solve any problems because as we all know that was one of our biggest areas of concern last year was the defensive right. line uh, and not because Trey Scott we've just attrition has gotten us in it you know NFL talent has a lot of NFL, NFL talent has left that line um, but you look at the exodus of linebackers that left but yet we are left with so much talent between Smile Munden CJ Allen um, uh, Raylan Wilson, I mean, you just see Raylan yeah. Wilson, you, you know, you got so much talent in that area still. Um, and then the secondary, I mean, uh, we we lose uh, Javon, we lose uh, Kamari Lasseter. I don't know about you guys. Here's a good topic because a lot of people call this name out there. And you look at their people returning. Obviously, we talk about Malachi and we talk about Malachi is going to be what Buller has been to that secondary the last few years. I think he'll take mm -hmm. right over as that that locker room leader on in that secondary. But, you know, yeah. uh, Dalen Everett keeps being mentioned. Um, mm -hmm. What's your guys take on Dalen Everett? Because a lot of people have dogged Dalen Everett, right? Um, and, I, and I would say that the reason Dalen Everett got such a bad rap was because nobody nobody threw at Kamari Laster this year, man. Like, nobody really threw at him. So, yeah, yeah, Everett was getting picked on constantly. What do you guys, Fish, we'll start with you. What do you what's your take on Dalen Everett? And and when you look at him as far as coming back this year, why is it so key that Julian Humphreys, you know, decided to come back this year with, with so many young people coming in? What do you think about that? Humphreys was good. I like he, – he stepped in and had some big plays last year. Yeah. Um, what do you think I about think, Everett? I think he just got picked on, growing right. pains. I mean, he'll be a different man this year, a different player. I mean, sorry, this year. Yeah. You know, and I think, you know, that was good for him. I think it couldn't yeah. have been bad for him, you know, like it's just going to yeah. make him better. Yeah. Or, yeah. I'm, I'm going to, I'll say my piece. Yeah. Bobby, what, what do you think? Dalen Everett, man, what's your call on this guy? 
Man, when I see him, I think uh, I think about um, Keely Ringo's development, mm-hmm. right? So in the beginning, Ringo was getting ate up a little bit. Um, right. yeah. They were throwing to his side a lot more, um, and I, I see the same thing with Everett. I, but I do think that you're going to see there will be a ton of work, right? And here's the good thing about Georgia, man. When you start putting the number in practice, right, you got that number one offense against that number one defense, right? If he can cover his own guys, right, like, I mean, he's going to be good. And they've got plenty of time to work on that this season. I think you're going to come back, man. I think you're going to see Dylan Everett have an exceptional year. I think on the other side you're going to see Humphreys come back Mm -hmm. since he finally decided to come back. Um, And I think you're going to see – uh, before he got hurt, man, he had a stretch of a few games there where he was just lights out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I think you'll see that continue. You know, you got on the back end, like you said, you've got Malachi Starks back there. And then you got, you know, even if uh, you, if Caleb Downs comes, man, that's a wow. <laughs> right? That's a wow. But if it's not, ridiculous. Him and Starks on the back end. Yeah, but but let's not forget, too, though, KJ Bolden is not a massive step down from that, no, right? He's not. a freshman, right? He's gonna he's gonna need experience, but so was Caleb Downs. Right? No, the way so, they wrote time, um, he'll get some playing time. Yeah, yeah. So, um, man, like the future's bright in, on that, yeah, dude. dude. And CJ Allen, dude, when I, I watch him play, the guy, he gets it. He's smart. He's quick to the ball. Like I see him and I see the intensity of Roquan Smith. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I remember when he first stepped on that field, CJ Allen, I was like, that dude is a boss. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so excited to see what he does this year. Defense is yeah. going to be outstanding. I think so yeah. too. I can't believe when you start looking at these names that have exited. You know, you look at the C.J. Maddens, you look at the Darius Smith. Guys, these are four- and five-star recruits that have left on the defensive side. You look at um, Nylon Green, who came in as a four-slash-five-star. E.J. Lightsey, Xavier Sori, five-star linebacker. Um, You know, you look – I mean, James – I mean, Pop was – we've talked about Pop, but I hated to see Pop go. I think yeah, Pop saw the silver lining with 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 uh with CJ Allen and said, you know, could this be a year where I'm seeing a lot more of a rotation? I really need a year where I've already been hurt for a year pretty much for a good chunk of it. I need yeah. a year where I'm seen on tape a lot. This that was a decision made, I think, solely for his NFL career. He needs yeah, a probably. lot of tape. He needs a lot of downs. He needs to be the, the guy in yeah. order to ensure his future. I think that's what that was about. Um, and, you know, you, but you look at Marvin Jones Jr. I mean, I I don't like doing this. I'm not I, – I wasn't too thrilled with the productivity of Marvin Jones Jr. here at Georgia. He never panned out to be that guy that we thought he was going to be, but he leaves the program trying to go get – I mean, these guys don't like – they don't like team ball because, but guys, but like, look at, look at the players who are playing year one, who was playing team ball. I mean, it says a lot about Nolan Smith that he was a coach for 75% of his last year at Georgia. Yeah. And he was a guy that was running around. Well, let's just say 
the secondary for the Philadelphia Eagles wasn't making too many tackles. So Nolan Smith and the boys had to make a lot of tackles. Um, mm-hmm. But to see them out there thriving, like that's something that these young kids need to see is you don't have to be in there every play and you don't have to be the number one starter guy to go and do big things. You're going to be seen, but there's so much turnover off this defense yet. Yet you look at a secondary that could see a Julian Humphreys, um, a Dalen Everett, a CJ Bolden. Uh, I, I mean, uh, you look at uh, Downs from Caleb Downs, possibly. Who knows? He's not into the portal yet. Um, you look at a Malachi Starks. You look at a, um, you know, you, you look at so many entities of that secondary that's coming back, and there's so many things that could be added to it. You look at a Jake Pope who, who just we got a transfer from Alabama, who is a guy that Kirby is really like Kirby wanted this guy. He apparently Kirby talked about this guy more than he talked about anybody else in the portal that they got. He, he reminded him of a Lad McConkey type guy. He's, he's he's a very roughneck kid. Um, you know nothing nothing special about him. He was a Buford kid, I think. I remember saying Bobby six one, one hundred ninety pounds. Uh, he just does everything from returning punts to being on the punt team to playing the secondary to. He just sounds like one of those guys that you're going to see um, doing a lot of things for Georgia. And then, you know, I'm super excited about what we have coming into the portal. I mean, you got Michael Jackson, who has one year of eligibility um, coming from USC that should make a spark. Um, a lot of length on him, a lot of speed on him. He can he can be a guy that stays on the field a lot. You got Branson Robinson, who, man, if we can get him back healthy from that knee. Yeah along with Trevor Etienne, like, what in the world, man? Um, I think our offense might be a little better than last year, even with Bowers and McConkie gone. Isn't that scary? Yeah, it yes. could be, because there's not one person that's going to be, you know, getting this, this the center of attention. The ball is going to get spread a lot more. Like, everywhere Beck looks, he's going to have a solid, you know, option mm-hmm. to throw the ball or turn around and hand the ball off, you know, take yeah. some of the pressure off of him, get the running game going a lot more, like, a lot better than we did last year. Well, no I offense. Just, I mean, we had a good running game last year. Yeah, but we got to remember too. Like we were hurt, right? Like I mean, yeah. we we were not healthy in running in in, in the running back room till over halfway through the season. And even um, then, Milton was still limping at the end. Right. Yeah. You know. And so, like I, I would have loved to have seen the Georgia offense with the talent 100%. we had this past season fully healthy. Right. Oh, yeah. Like, like insane. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, McConkey and, and and Bowers both could barely even walk, you know, the second half of the, the game against Alabama. Um, I swear McConkey's like a little brittle old man. Yeah. Like yeah. he just yeah. hurts so yeah. much. Well, he's got a small frame, right? Like I mean, he does, he does, he does. Small he guy, does. But dude's yeah. a, got the heart of a chimp, dude. No, he's like, a baller. He's a baller. Uh, you know, you got the kid coming in who reminds me of him from Vanderbilt, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. London Humphreys. Yeah. 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 London Humphreys is, uh, I mean, so many pieces this year. I mean, I am, I've been excited about Portal before, man. But when, when, when you gave me a Christmas present like ETN, along with Dude. the promise of Branson Robinson, along with the promise of, um, all of our other backs, Rod Robinson, uh, Andrew Paul, Cash. Cash, Cash I mean, mm-hmm. there's so much to just go, holy cow. I mean, London Humphreys, I mean, that guy's the one that scored Vanderbilt. I mean, 
we took away Vandy's TD from last year on us. We 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 we, we took him. The only TD that yeah. Vandy got on us, and we took him away from yeah. from last yeah. year. Um, you know, you got London Humphreys, and I'll tell you another kid that is just I, I don't know how they're going to use this guy, but do whatever you want with him. But Mister uh, Colby Young, man, you got six six frame six five six six. He rates out as as a ninety three four star recruit now coming out of Miami um to Georgia. He's got one year of eligibility. Um big body man. Big, big body. That's a that's a Calvin Johnson type. If it works out, a Calvin Johnson type receiver. I don't know if we've seen that height at Georgia since Leonard Pope. I remember big Leonard Pope at six five. We have either. Yeah, we didn't, we've that. never really had a lot of wide receivers, like tall wide receivers. Yeah, we have been at the mercy of the portal for wide receivers for a long time, and I and I honestly think it had a lot to do with. And you guys can speak into this. I think it had a lot to do with the same thing we're dealing with now with this defensive um, attrition. Is the fact that we they you know Georgia likes to rotate. They yeah. they've shown that fresh fresh legs man can hurt you. I mean, fresh legs hurt yeah. Florida State in that bowl game. I mean, they just had. We had fresh legs. We had fresh lines. We had fresh classes. Everything coming hurt them in that bowl game. <laughs> Everything hurt them. I mean, when Jackson Muschamp comes in, bro, and just <laughs> shows those fresh legs off. I That's mean, a 12-yard scramble right up the middle. Yeah. Dude, so crazy, man. I'm excited, though, man. What's the, give me give me a little take really quick. What are you What are you most excited about? We'll start with you by. What are you most excited about, man, about, um, about these portal – portal transfers and how we're going to look as far as um, replacement of who we lost in the portal for next year. Oh man, it's hard to say which one excites me the most. It's kind of a group thing, really. Like I'm excited about all the receivers because I mean, like Carson Beck had a solid <laughs> year last yep. year, right? And now you're giving him even more weapons. Um, man, I, I'm excited to see how you, you've got with with the 6'6 kid from Miami, you're down inside the 20 in the red zone, right? You've got a 50-50 ball all day long mm-hmm. on, a, on a fade, right? Or your post-corner routes or whatever you want to do, right? Like with that kind of height, Right, because um, you know your most of your your DBs are, you know, six two and under mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. these days. So I mean, to give yourself four to six inches, um, and that kind of athletic ability, that is super exciting. So I just think you add a dimension that we may have been missing down in the red zone this past year, yeah, um, yeah. and I think so. That's going to be something that I really uh, think adds to the 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 uh, improving the efficiency of the offense down in the red zone. Yeah, Adam, what about you, man? What are you What are you most excited about in the portal for this oh, year? Got to be ETN. Got to yeah. be. Got to be. We need, and I love an explosive running back that's fast. You know, not necessarily somebody that'll run you over. And we haven't had a hand, like a bunch of speed in the backfield. We've had a bunch of good, quick guys, but nobody with like a high top end, you know, that'll walk away from people, especially your DBs and the possibility of maybe downs coming over in our secondary, making it just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I want that to happen really bad. I think, I don't yeah. think we need him, but I think it would be great. Yeah. 
I um I'm gonna tell you what I'm most excited about is to see what I'm most excited about is the unknowns. Um I, I I'm wondering what downs is gonna happen with downs. Um but I will tell you what I'm most excited about is to see how they use this group. Um not only from the portal, but this group of uh these group of guys we signed. Um, there's a lot of talent in there. Um, a lot. Not a lot of talent in there. And yeah. you saw how freshmen, I mean, I think the line play is going to be fine. I think, you know, we return trust. We return. Um, Rut, Rutledge. Yeah. Or Rat, uh, Rutledge. Sorry. The man, the What's man, the name? Tate. Tate Rutledge. The mu- Tate Rutledge. Yeah. Rutledge. Um, the, the man not with the best Rutledge. mullet. Yeah. The man with the best mullet in the Southeast. <laughs> yes, um, you know, obviously they like. Um, I don't know the kid's name right offhand who's replacing Van Prime, but he did see some action here and there. You know, mm-hmm. Van Prime got dinged up a little bit here or there. You know, you're always going to get stepped on and you see what the backup role looks like. And, you know, we didn't have any drop off there, but I'm most excited Not to really. see if we're going to have. Um, I got to think that KJ Bolden might see some offense this year. I don't know. Because you got to think to yourself, the, the kid's lengthy. He's 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 got like a six two six three frame. A lot of people look at him and go, he you know they don't they don't see that about him. But he is long. I saw the you know the Under Armour practices. Um, he has length, and so I gotta think that you might see him. That part of getting him to Georgia was he might have the opportunity to pull some Travis Hunter type stuff out. I was about to say if, if he's half as good as Travis Hunter, we'll be fine. He'll right. Be fine. And you know, you know, I'm sure Kirby is was able to, to sell him a lot on Champ Bailey, and you know some of the other aspects of some of the players that have, um, you know, we haven't had a lot of talent that went both ways. But I would tell you that KJ Bolden is definitely a talent that you don't waste in that atmosphere. You may, I mean, mm-hmm. you never, you never know how he's going to use him. Kirby doesn't is not especially prone if he's willing to, to do it, right? If he's willing to do it, he's not prone to do it. But you know. Everything's up in the air nowadays, so I'm excited to see how we're going to use the talent that we that we have coming in on the portal, and also use um, some of the depth that's coming in. That's going to—I mean, those freshmen are going to be. I mean, let's look at the freshmen now. Are no longer freshmen. They 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 are vital parts of your roster because now you have NIL where 20 players are leaving, and so you're you're looking at the chance that some of these rookies that are coming in. They are the backbone of your of your depth chart now, and they they used to be people that would sit third on the depth chart, and you would see them play their junior and senior year. And now you're looking more at um, these guys are going to come in and have to have to do some stuff. I, I'm I'm concerned about the running back room because there's some you know uh, these this guy um, you know I, I think I was looking at our I don't know the kids now I think one of them is Dwight Phillips from. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and then there's another kid, not right, right off hand, but we got some great running backs coming in, and they're gonna, you know, you got Rod Robinson, you got Cash, and you got, um, you got Etn, and you got Branson. Hopefully he's healthy. We want to see that, but you know, Etn and Branson could be your Chubb Michelle punch from two years ago. That's just waiting to happen, guys. Like, Man, that'd be great. That's just, I mean, can you not look at that and go, that just looks eerily the same. Michelle was built just like Etn, runs like Etn. Very elusive, very elusive, but still will, you know, likes contact. And you got Branson who just wants to, you know, he just wants to run straight downfield on you. Maybe and just, Chubb. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's all day. Horse. 
it gives me yes, chill bumps, man, because it's like yep. you, you put Carson Beck on top of that and you put a six six Colby Young and then you put Oscar Delp and some of the tight end options that we have, if they if they grow up a little bit with a with a great offensive line coming back, you know, and still we haven't we haven't even talked about some of the receivers that are that are returning um this year. So the sky's the limit. I'm excited for it all. Um yes, the biggest thing the biggest thing I will tell you is is um this is not this was not a rebuilding year. We thought we thought everything was looking very weird with this portal stuff, but then we found out really what this portal was going to be like, and we just know what it looks like now. And do I do I still think the portal needs work? Yes. Um, as we as we texted all today, you know, we all yeah. agree. I think on this is I'm fine with you making money off your jersey. I'm fine with you making money off your name. Um, I'm fine with you. Do, you know, let the video game. I think we're all excited about NCAA college football making its yes, return. Sir. But at the end of the day, man, like, where are we going to be at in ten years if it continues down this path, man? I'll tell you what it's going to be, man. You're, is 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 college athletes even a, a name anymore, or do we just have like JV Pro? Man, like, as maybe. long as I don't have to have a subscription to a certain streaming service to watch games. I'll be fine as long as it's still football, you know, but like that crap they did where you had to have like it streamed exclusively on Peacock, man, that's a playoff game. Right. You know, it's not like it was a regular season game, which is one thing, you know, that's definitely one thing that's totally different. This is a playoff game. Right. Playoff game. Right. Well, I mean, I think you, when you see this though, like if the game is becoming the highest bidder, the TV is going to go the same way, man. Like oh yeah, it, that's just why you um, have to pay three hundred and fifty dollars for a season to watch the season pass on or you with YouTube TV or whatever it was this year. Mm-hmm. You know, it's and then like games like I live in Georgia, Atlanta's literally playing a home game, and yeah. my only option and without paying for it or watching the Red Zone, which is what I do anyway because I'm a Seattle fan, is you know subscribe to this or pay for this and it's Mm got to be because of all these astronomical contracts that everybody's getting now they got to keep up somehow like the money's got to come from somewhere right i mean it's ridiculous 250 million dollars for what five six seven years i mean good Mm -hmm. lord and deshaun Mm -hmm. watson barely saw the field this year (laughs) deshaun watson is uh uh, the the, well we could go into a whole other conversation the houston texas is gonna be living off that pick for a while Houston Good Texans God, are sure living dude. off that pick, man. They got number Did you see one. The meme? Did you see the meme yeah. where he like it said Deshaun Watson watching CJ, you know CJ Stroud like you know win the game, win his first playoff game or whatever, and it was Deshaun Watson looking all sad on the sideline or whatever. It was hilarious, but yeah, that's that's funny. The Browns, man. Browns of old. Here it comes. What a joke. What a oh joke. man, Bobby. Final Look, thoughts, man. Tonight before yeah. we wrap up. Final thought. I think Georgia is going to have its best secondary. I think that uh, if Everett doesn't work out, Ellis Robinson will. Dude, we didn't even talk about field. him. We didn't even talk <laughs> about Ellis Robinson. I'm so excited for Ellis. Ellis Robinson will step on the field, man. Like we're going to be solid in the secondary. Like excited about it. Offense is going to be good. It should be another good good year for dog fans. Tough schedule. Tough schedule, man. Yeah. Tough schedule. I, I'm not going to speak too soon that, that we it might have got a little bit better as far as going to Alabama at the beginning of the year, uh, to going into Austin, Texas. Uh, there's still so much portal left, man. 
There's so much portal well, left. Um, we'll see how it all. We won't know exactly what it's going to look like until. I mean, we'll have some more. We may have some more exits because spring we get the opportunity for the portal again. So we don't really know right now, man. But tough schedule. Tough schedule next year. Twelve team playoff. Um, that that benefits our schedule. Thank God. And I'm not yeah. saying that I don't trust we're gonna we're gonna play well next year. I'm not. But you know anything? It's the SEC, man. Like we pay, we play. I don't care how many of these other conferences are stacking their lineups. Now the Big Ten is the Big Twenty, and the you know you Lord got the ACC. I don't even want to talk about that. And you got the Big Twelve. It's the Big Eighteen. You got the you got the slow two over here over here with you know two. the Pac twelve. <laughs> you got the slow two who are slow to play, and now they're stuck in the in the. I don't even know, man, but I know it's the SEC, and I know that that, that is it's going to be hard schedules for everybody. You know, yeah, it's kind of like looking at Vandy and Arkansas schedule and going, bro, you definitely got it hard. So it's going to be tough next year. But um, that uh, Ole Miss road game scares me the most. Yeah, I'm not worried I mean, about he, that game. Going to Tuscaloosa. Yeah, he was. It, uh, Lane Kiff has been a portal warrior, man. He's been man. a portal warrior this year. Final thoughts, Fish. Uh. I'm excited about finally playing a college football game, being in Georgia, and Georgia actually being good. You know, <laughs> like back in the 90s, you know what I mean? Back in the 90s and the 2000s, you know, when, you know, yeah. the football game NCAA was all that. Man, we were yeah. one year, I think we were good, like worth a crap on that game. Every other year, it seemed like we were always terrible down in the bottom. But yes, that's what I'm most excited about. I'll remind you of something. <laughs> Remember when you when the NCA game was relevant, and you used Georgia, and everybody was like, "Okay, it's fine to use Georgia because we were kind of a middle of the line team." When this new game comes out and you use Georgia, is everybody going to be like, "Why are you using Georgia? It's the best team on here. You got to use Georgia to win." I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. That, I'm sorry that we finally get our piece of the pie now. That I know exactly. Let me enjoy it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh God, my God, man, God. 40 years. It's a long time. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> oh, I love our coaching staff too, man. Hey guys, this was fun. Um, we'll do, I want to do this more. It'll be more, more uh, it'll be organic. Uh, looking, looking forward to it maybe in February as well, as we see, as we start to look at what the rosters will look like and what we actually might see after, uh, you know, the cold winter. And hopefully right now we have a lot of weight training going on. We have move in day a couple weeks back. So yeah. A lot of these kids that just came out of high school that signed early, and a lot of these recruits are already learning what the what the DNA and the Georgia way looks like. So that's exciting. But um, great, great time hanging out. I uh, hope everybody enjoyed. If you haven't already, go follow on uh, Dogs Down South on Facebook, YouTube. Um, pretty soon, man, TikTok will be firing up. I was I was talking to Bobby. This is this ain't my job, man, but this sure is fun. So. Uh, yeah. I love I love doing it. Love hanging out with you guys tonight, Bobby. Oh, yeah. Thank this you for joining great. tonight, Fish. Yes, sir. Thank you as well. Let's do it again. But for myself and Bobby Riles in uh, and Adam Fisher, both in the great state of Georgia, and for me from uh, cold, unusually cold, uh, yeah. Tampa, Tampa, Clearwater, uh, Palm Harbor area, Florida. Uh, you guys have a great night from Dogs Down South. Bye bye. <laughs>